Welcome to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. This is a weekly series that showcases the world of sports with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. From the recruiters and players to the teams and coaches, we've got it all covered. Now, here's your host, Coach Hurley Brown. Yes, family, we are back. You are listening to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. I'm your host, Hurley Brown, coming to you live from Merritt Island, Florida. Harris, say hello, Kelvin, who's my roommate in college, my main man, and he's here with us. Again, Kevin's been my co-host for a while now. We're going to keep doing what we do. Kevin's my guy. We're going to get down with the get down. And the right, Kelvin Harris. Let's get down. Let's get down. Okay, family, first things first. My heart goes out to all the families of Stoneman Douglas High School. 17 people were gunned down. So the first thing we're going to do, we're going to start the show off with a moment of silence for all of those families and the people in South Florida. Okay, so we're back. Now, amongst the 17 people that were killed, gunned down in this tragedy, there were two coaches. One was a guy that I've had the opportunity to meet and be around on several occasions. And that was Aaron Feist. Aaron was a, was a security guard, football coach for Douglas High School. I met him a long time ago when I was coaching at the University of Miami. And he was always around, always bringing kids down. Great guy. My heart goes out to him, to his family. Uh, it's just, it, it's mind boggling. All right, it's, it's another tragic case, but you know, there were some heroic efforts that just shows us all that there are truly some great people out there who make who will make the ultimate the ultimate sacrifice for what they believe in. And Coach Feist was one of those guys. Coach Feist was shot, Kelvin, while he was shielding two students from gunfire. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so he gave his life to protect our our youth. Mm-hmm. You know, Scott Bite Scott. Beagle was shot. He's another guy that was shot, one of the teachers. He was shot after he had unlocked the door to a classroom so that the other kids could run and hide in that classroom. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and again, the gunman, didn't, he didn't get into that classroom. He never went into that classroom. The kids were able to hide. But Scott lost his life protecting our youth. Chris Hickson, the athletic director, was killed as he ran towards the gunman trying to subdue the gunman and take the gun away from him. Ooh. Now, Kelvin, and, and th- this was this is so tragic. And again, man, I, I got you know, I got tears in my eyes, but here you got a young man who heard the gunfire and could have run the opposite way, but he chose to run to it to make sure or to try and make sure that he got the gun away from the gunman to save lives. Now, mm. I don't know, again, anyway, my heart goes out to his family, man, but it, it, again, it, this is such a tragedy. You know, I know there's a lot going on in the sports world, but when something like this happens, we have to sometimes take time out, man, and, and, and first of all, be thankful and grateful that... Acknowledge those people, yeah. Exactly, and, and just acknowledge the people who... I mean, who lost their lives. 
over something senseless. And we're going to read out the names to you at the end of the show. But at this point, we're going to get on with the show. We got a great show for you today. We got a lot to talk about. And um, and again, you know, hey, my heart goes out to Storm and Douglas. There's a lot. There's a lot that's going on. There's a, there's a hundred kids that survived the shooting from from Douglas High School that are actually at this point in route to Washington D.C. on a bus. Actually, taking a bus to get on the plane and to um, to go show their disgust with with how our nation is handling the gun laws and all that other stuff. Now, I'm not a politician. So we're not going to get into all of that. But again, our heart you know, goes out to all of the families, everybody involved with that tragedy, with that shooting and people. You know, let, let's let's pay full attention to what's going on in our lives, because you never know what you could have seen or what you could have prevented had you paid attention to what's going on. Again, we don't know all the details yet. I'm sure there are going to be some things that have come out, but I'm not even going to acknowledge the shooter. I don't want to say his name. I'm not giving him any credit. To me, he's the gunman, and that's all he needs credit for. So, again, we're going to get on with the show. And my first and our first topic is old Bubba Watson. So, old Kelvin, hey, look, man, I know you don't golf. They don't have golf courses down there in Fort Myers, but I, I like to golf. Bad. Man, you can't golf worth the damn. But anyway, I golf bad. Yeah, I know. I right. what I'm telling you, you can't golf. But anyway, Bubba Watson won the Genesis Open at the Riviera Country Club this past weekend. He was eight under in rounds three and four to help him help boost him over the top and win this. Now, Kelvin, the thing that's really intriguing to me is Bubba was also a part of the NBA All-Star event. He played in the celebrity game, the celebrity basketball game Saturday night, and then went on to play in this tournament Sunday and ended up winning the tournament. Wow. So, yeah, and not only that, not only was he in the game, but, bro, he went up for a shot, Kelvin, and Tracy McGrady swatted him like a fly swat. <laughs> yeah, he put it in the stands. But I tell you, hey, man, but for Bubba Watson to go out and have fun the way he did Saturday night, he got a little swagger to him. You know, they put a little swag in him before he went out there and he won that doggone tournament. But he was also wearing number 23. In the Celebrity All-Star game, Bubba Watson is wearing LeBron James' jersey, King James, and the legendary Michael Jordan. So we don't ex- we didn't expect anything any different. If you're gonna wear that jersey, you better be a champion, Bubba. Yeah, yeah, you better be. I mean, um, that is impressive because you gotta think we don't look as golfers as excuse me, at golfers as uh, being athletic, but he didn't look bad. No, he didn't. And again, I'm telling you, he's got a little swagger to him now. Now he also got a little pump to him too. All right, so, so, but this is what happened. All right, now he's won, he's won it already. He's won the PGA titles out there at the uh, Riviera Country Club three times. So this is third time actually winning. But in 2016, Kelvin, he almost retired. You know, he got sick. His wife had a, a surgery, and there were just a bunch of family issues going on. So he he decided that he was going to retire. But his wife, who he admits is the tougher one of the two. She told him to stop crying. 
stop whining and go out there and play golf. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, I tell you what, hey, but Bubba, man, we love you. Yeah, well, we, we love what you do. She's the one who had the tough part. She had the babies. Uh, and, thank you. Exactly. And he said he had a paper cut. <laughs> And he was whining, and he gets a paper cut, and he starts whining. But she, she, hey, woke him up, say, "Look, man, we need this check. You're talking about retiring. You better get your butt back out there and play some golf and go bring home hey, some of this bacon." Kind of money they paying golfers. Yeah, buddies. I know. You know, I, that's just like um, Nick Foles. Remember, because his brother-in-law had to tell him to go back and play. So, hey, yeah, would somebody but, please come and tell me to go back and do something so I can make a whole lot of money? Lord, have mercy. Well, you about to leave Merritt out into a state championship. Yeah, I'm with all going to show try, Kevin. We're going to put every foot forward to try and make sure we do that. The Merritt Island, the mighty Mustangs. Baby, we need to get this pro- program back to where it used to be. Leon Bright, Bubba yeah. McDowell. Um, yeah, man, you bring back Derek Brown as the old line coach. Tight end coach. I got Cal Dixon. My see, oh, Cal Dixon, baby, University of Florida oh, SEC Dixon, champion. Yeah, yeah. Jerry, Jerry yeah. Odom. Jerry's at Tuscan. Come on, be your DT. We're gonna make something happen here, but we're gonna have some fun with this thing, though, Kel. All right, hey, but Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods made his comeback. He made his comeback debut. He didn't make the cut, Kel, but. He's back on tour. All right. And Tiger? Well, there's one important part about that. His putting game looks good. Now, if he can just get into the fairways, into the greens, he'll be all right. It's coming, though, Kelvin. And you know what? And I said this a couple years ago. And, Nike, if you're out there listening, I hope you listen, and I hope you, you understand that I, I see what you're doing. I know what you're doing. You're trying to set Tiger up for the greatest comeback in golf history. Now, I well, see it. I see it in the making, Joe. The PGA doesn't just want him to come back. They need They him. need him to come they back. Need, they need him. And Again, I think it's the great. Key is, the key, he's got to keep playing. Yeah. You know, he has such a special talent. The one area in his game I felt that he never really developed was accuracy in the greens and fairways off the driver, off the off the RT. So now he's got to get more accurate hitting them fairs and them, them fairways and them greens because his putting game is it looks good. Oh yeah, no, his putting game is on is on par. Right? I mean, he, he's ready to go there, and he's a robot. But again, he's got to, he's got to play more. And I'm telling you, next year this time. We're going to see a different Tiger Woods. I promise you that. I, think, I you know, know that. You know I feel it in my heart. You know what the key to his game is early? Mm-hmm. Practice. And that's of the course. one thing he couldn't do with the back injury that I think now right. he's able to do is practice. Well, see, the, the thing about golf, and, and for all you golfers out there, and again, I'm, I'm not a, a major golfer. I'm not on the pro tour or nothing like that, but I do love the game. It's, it's, it's memorization. It's muscle memory memorization. And that's the one thing that Tiger had that, that he excelled over a lot of golfers. Tiger, he, yeah. he, he played so many different courses and was able to memorize those shots, those movements, and all that stuff. And everything was perfect. His process was perfect every time. And, and that's, what, that's what he's got to get back. So you're right. He's got to get back to playing. And once he gets back to playing... And again, you know, remove all the distractions, because, again, that was one of the things that he was greatest at as well. 
he wasn't easily distracted. Like I said, he was a robot. Everything was well, you know precise. What, you know what I think the other key is? I think he's at peace in his relationship with where he's at with his children. And I think him and the ex-wife, they got a perfect understanding so he can balance the two situations out because he needs to practice. Because he's yeah. changed his swing so much in these last few years that he really needs to practice. Right, right. So we're going to see what you do, Tiger. But again, Nike, I, 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 I'm watching you. I'm watching you. And, and again, I think that this is this is the setup, the okie doke for the greatest comeback in golf history. Now, back to well, um, really, Let me tell you something. If he don't come back, it's, golf is in the tank. Because yeah. when he was gone, nobody was, was watching Exactly, exactly. But again, you know, Bubba Watson brings something to the table. Again, he brings that excitement. You know, he brings a little something different to the table. There. So hey, we might see things turn around a little bit, Kelvin. Now, and again, a thing about Bubba, he didn't make the Ryder Cup back in 2016. You know, again, with all those issues and stuff like that. But, you know, and, and you know, but he's got a chance to make it this year. So, well, again, I'm excited about him. I'm excited about him. I got a chance to watch him Saturday night and got a chance to watch him when, when the, the Genesis open. And, dude, I'm, I'm telling you, I like the way that he plays. I like his style. And I'm going to con- continue to watch him. All right? But, hey, he's always, we got He's always been pretty flashy. Yeah, he has. Now, it, it, this is the weekend of the Bubbles because Bubba Wallace Jr. is in his rookie season. And, dude, He's, he's a NASCAR driver, the only African-American driver right now in the Daytona 500, and he got second place. But we're going to take a break real quick, and when we come back, we're going to continue to talk about the Bubba Weekend, Bubba Wallace Jr. racing for, for, for the king, Richard Petty. So we'll take a break. We'll be right back with the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hunter participation plays a vital role in funding for wildlife management. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we'll talk about recruiting new hunters, hunter education, and so much more. Joining us is Allie and Adriana Armstrong of Grace, Camo, and Lace, Eva Shockey from Jim Shockey's Hunting Adventures, and Greg Randolph with Decked. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. 
to reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Yes, family, we're back. And again, this past weekend was an historical weekend for NASCAR. Okay, Bubba Wallace Jr., who is in his rookie season with NASCAR, driving for the king of NASCAR, Richard Petty. And again, the king. Hall of Fame NASCAR drivers won over 200, won actually 200 victories. And again, Bubba Wallace was is the highest finishing rookie for Sunoco. And, and check this out, Kevin. The highest finishing African-American driver in the Daytona, Daytona 500, which is NASCAR's biggest race, with oh, yeah. a second place finish. All right. And again, since Wendell Scott. Now, you don't even know who Wendell Scott is, do you? Back in the day, man. 1959. And again, Wendell Scott at that time was the only African-American NASCAR driver in his time. In his, in, in his entire career, he was the only African-American was, NASCAR driver in existence. He was similar to me, to Satchel Page, because he was a lot older when he got on. Yeah, he, he was a lot old, a lot old. But he, he and again, he set the standard, man. And, and But again, there, we're talking from 1961 to 2018. There has not been another African-American NASCAR race car driver to, well, to I said this already. They um, they made it's interesting. Um, when I was in, living in Houston, our NFL Players Association, the retired players chapter, our uh, president got us uh, the, the the board members a chance to go to several NASCAR races, Charlotte. Oh, really? Yeah, and um, one of the things that they were doing back then is it, it wasn't that they was pushing for drivers. They were pushing for crew people, more minority crew people, because I don't know if the public knows this, but the faster and more athletic your crew is, the the better the faster. car, the quicker the car can get off of um off of um off the uh the, the starting blocks when they come into the uh to the, yeah, the pit stop. Look at they get out of the pit stop. But yeah, they, well, you, they, you know Al Schufer, who, who used to be a trainer for us. Actually, he works. He runs a pit crew for NASCAR. Right now? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's been doing that for quite some time now. Yes. Al Schufer, oh, well, libido. Well, Al Schufer. I remember you. You know, you set off air that you had gone to the Daytona Beach 500 last year. I, I tell you something. After going to the Homestead and the Charlotte races, I want to go back to some more of those events. Dude, uh, you got to go back, Kilmer. Last year was my first time going, and again, I'm. 45 minutes to an hour away from the Daytona 500 right here in, in Merritt Island. And we've all, and every time I go, when I was recruiting, I would go to Mainland High School. It's right on that same, you know, it's on International Speedway. You got you to gotta yeah. pass that to, to get to Mainland High School where Vince Carter played and Ortiz or any, all these guys that I recruited. But Terry Anthony let you in that high school? Come on, man. That's my school. Man. I took over Mainland <laughs> High School. Hey, but anyway, so, you know, I got a chance to go last year. Compliments of a friend of mine, Joe Keller, who owns the uh, Gator Chrysler Plymouth down, down south in, in Melbourne, Florida. 
he gave us two tickets, me and Alan McDowell, and we got a chance to go. And at first, again, I was reluctant to go. But when I finally got there and dude, you're talking about one of the greatest experiences of my life. I'm a Let car fanatic. Were you in the stands or were you down in the crew? We, in the we were in the stands. We, we had an opportunity to go out on to, in, in, to, to the infield. So we hung out there for a little bit, took a bunch of pictures. You know, I took a picture of Richard Petty's car. And, you know, again, man, I just, you know, bro, I'm, I'm talking. And then we got a chance to listen. We got a chance to see them up close as they introduced all the drivers, Danica Patrick, Jeff Gordon, all of these people. And, you know, I'm I'm not a a NASCAR guy, but I was very, very impressed with the way that 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 whole, you know, production took place. I'm going to tell you something. Behind the scenes in the the pit, in in the infield, Mm -hmm. I learned a lot. First of all, one of the things I learned was they get they party on. I mean, they get they party on. The other thing I learned is that thing is expensive. And it's interesting because the more advanced teams, like say Richard Petty's team, for instance, with, with, with Levi Wallace, uh, uh, was it Bubba Wallace Jr.? For yep. the race, that, for the Daytona race, they have an advanced car that they sent out two to three weeks ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So they got a car for Daytona, they got a car for Phoenix, you know, and they send them out two, three weeks at a time, ahead of time, to test the track. And they got, like, when you see the trucks and how the trucks set up, they got an elevation where they put one car in, and then they got the thing where they put the other car in. They always travel with two cars. And then they got the truck series. Each each team, you're talking about hundred, two hundred million dollars budget minimum. Oh, easy, Three. easy. Now the Formula One. Now that's I just one want, I want to go to I, I want to go to the Indianapolis 500 now because oh, that, that's, that's, I've seen NASCAR. Uh, the Formula Ones usually run around a half billion dollars, mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. three hundred to five hundred million dollars to run mm-hmm. the team. And Hurley, if you get a chance, you got a chance to stand next to some cars. Do you see how thin those cars are, bro? When, when again, when you when you when you sitting in the stands, and to hear the roaring of those engines, I'm oh, talking, even when they start up, the starting of the engines to me just man that sent chills down my dog on spine. And I'm sitting there, and you listen to these jokers as they as they as they are roaring around that track. And when them suckers coming back around, Kevin, you're talking about 180 to 220 miles per hour around that track oh, yeah. for 500 miles. Yeah, that, that, dude, that, that, that's, you have to be, and they actually showed up a video of Bubba Wallace Jr. and he's in there lifting weights. And I want to, th- I want to say Jeff Gordon was one of the ones that started talking about that. You know how great an athlete you actually have to be, and a lot of people take it for is, granted. But you have to be, you have to be a great well, athlete to be able to sit in the car. car. Oh yeah, you, you, you got to. Yes. Little bit old they car. I'm, I'm telling you, man, but. To be able to, and, and they write on each other's tailgates too, but they write and they in and out of cars, man. It, it is a beautiful sight. So for all you young people out there that are trying to figure out what to do, what to do with your life, at least take a look at, at least take a look at it. You know, I'm not do, do some research to see if that's something that you might want to do because maybe you could be the next Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace well, will be the Tiger Woods of NASCAR. I will say this though, Hurley. If you six two or six three, get that out your mind. Well, Kelvin, when, when you can modify that car, 
you, you're not good. You're not buying the car from nobody. You you can modify that car to do to to fit whoever. I mean, they put the roll bars. You can put the seat back. Come on now, you're talking my kind of stuff now. This is what I do. But yeah, but I didn't. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I didn't really see nobody over five ten. <laughs> yeah, you don't see you, you don't see no brothers out there. You know, I mean, what's what's um. The one guy, I can't remember his dog name. I'm looking right at him too, but he he's at I, least I, six foot. Now I'll tell you the one that's really the, the ones that are really small are the Formula One guys. Girl used to be one of my former interns back in the day, back in Houston. She her and her girlfriend went like three three years ago, and like she played volleyball at A and M, Texas A and M, and her girlfriend played at Sam Houston State point guard. Like one of them's five ten, one of them's like six foot, and they standing next to the drivers, and I'm like, I'm your kids. I mean. <laughs> Them guys is, yeah, a lot, a lot of them are short, are, but it's not like jockeys. It's not like you know there's a, no, a maximum bar. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just the way that just the way that the, the the sport is developed. You know, just the way that these are the types of people that are in this sport. Now, th- th- this is what was touching though, Kelvin. After the race, Bubba Wallace Jr. is sitting at the podium or sitting at the table for his press conference, and his mom she comes up. All right. And, oh. and they had an emotional moment. And again, so again, the first African-American since 1961 took place in NASCAR's biggest race. OK, this is his rookie year. So he is, is obviously going to be rookie of the year, but he finished, you know, the, the highest finishing rookie for Sunoco for this race. So his, his mom, she comes up. She's crying. He gets up. He gives her a big old hug. And they both standing up for, for a good 45 seconds. And he's hugging her and she's embracing him. And she's crying. He's crying. And all of a sudden you hear him say, Mama, you act like we won. <laughs> <laughs> now, again, he's in second place. But the, the emotions that, that, that flowed through both of them, he asked, hey, Mama, yeah, like we won. And she replied, we did, baby. And yes, you did, well, Mama. You won. This is bigger than just that race. That he's, all the sacrifices that he's made and how far he's come. Oh, yes. I know yes. she's got to be maybe the proudest woman in the world. But, she's got to be. You know, it's she's got to be. We're proud of her. That he, he finished second the same week the Black Panther came out. Exactly. You're absolutely right. $192 yeah, million, by the right. way. As a matter of fact, there's a little bit more than 192 million. But I think it's like 234 million. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, and then one of one publication had it for 404 million, but that's the entire, you know. Yeah, that's worldwide. Every, that's that's the worldwide. So, but again, hey, congratulations, Bubba. That man, we love you. We're going to continue to watch it. And I, I tell you what, I want to give kudos to though. And a lot of people, you know, they take it for granted. But for Richard Petty to give this young man a shot oh, says a lot yeah. for who he is. And again, you're talking about the king of NASCAR, Hall of Famer, and you, this young black kid now. And again, you know, it is what it is. But Richard Petty, not only did he give him an opportunity to race, but he gave him his personal number, number 43. So Richard Petty, dude, I'm telling you, I, even when I was a little boy, I used to, that's all I used to hear about NASCAR, Richard Petty. My dad used to talk about it. But... Yep. Congratulations to you and your team, and thank you for giving Bubba Wallace Jr. the opportunity of a lifetime, and I'm, I'm praying that it opens doors for our youth 
for our young black kids, young African-American kids to see that, hey, look, we can do more than just play football and basketball. We, we can do it. And now Laura, Laura Ingram doesn't think so. The Fox reporter, she thinks all uh, we can do is just, just dribble. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. But Well, Hurley, let me also give a shout out to Lewis Hamilton, who's on the Formula One. Remember, he made the transition from being a, 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 a motor, a motor uh, uh, cyclist into Formula One, and he is he's kicking butt and taking names. I give you one even better than that, Michael Stewart. And Michael Stewart is um is is you know he's in in the into the dirt bikes and stuff like that. But but we're yeah. gonna get Michael on the show. I'm, I'm actually go over to Orlando and I'm gonna ride one of those bikes. But Michael Stewart oh, again is the he is don't, the don't, 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 man. I, I, this is what I do, bro. Trust me, man. I'm I can do these. I'm a motorsports guy. You know what I mean? But anyway, hey family, it's time for us to take another break. When we come back, we're gonna finish up with with Bubba Wallace Jr. and Richard Petty. But we're also going to get into this all-star game and um, Kelvin's best friend, Fergie. So we're going to take a break. <laughs> right back. Oh, say can you see? <laughs> hey, we'll take a break. We'll be right back with the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Family, we are back. You are listening to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. I'm your host, my co-host, Kelvin Harris. And we were just talking about the Tiger Woods, the Jackie Robinson of NASCAR racing, Bubba Wallace 
Jr. I know the name don't sound like he's an African-American, but he is. Bubba. Bubba Wallace Jr. Hey, again, Richard Petty. Man, my hat goes off to you. Um, Richard Petty Motorsports and Bubba Wallace, you and your family. Bubba, Bubba explained that there are there are a lot of things that have gone on in the last couple of years with his family. He didn't get into any detail, but we can only imagine if oh. Serena and Venus Williams went through what they went through, what he's going through in NASCAR. And for, for a, a legend, not for a legend, for the legend, the man, Richard Petty, to bring on this young man and give him a platform, give him the opportunity to race and again, one of America's greatest sports, NASCAR racing. Man, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's very touching. And, you know, I'm glad that, that we get a chance to see this, Gilman. I, so, go ahead. It, hello. Yeah, we have. People, hey, they I go with that Metro PCS. We, they, y'all build with my boy. Now, he, you know, we got to get some more sponsors so we can get him an iPhone I, 10. I, I Oh, this. Uh, hold on. Uh, speak up. Uh, those are um, you still got those almonds in your throat? But anyway, <laughs> no, I was about to say that it's gonna end up being a movie. It is. It is. Well, Wendell Scott was a movie, and I still Richard Pryor played Wendell Scott in the movie. It's a great yeah. movie to watch. It is a great movie to sit down on a Sunday evening with your family, with your kids, and watch that movie. It is a great movie. It, it, well, it just it reveals a lot. Richard Petty involved, you know, I can imagine the backstory as to how he got onto the team. I mean, that's a that's a movie in itself worth watching. Yeah, yeah. of course. And again, that, that whole deal and it, the movie, this is just the, the probably the second chapter because the first chapter is him actually getting getting to to getting accepted by Richard Petty and placed on his team. Sure, he got me Placing to go get the car and race. In the day. Man, you can't see. How you going to drive? You just got to drive around in a circle. Okay, yeah. All right, yeah, you do have your left eye. It's, it's, I guess yeah, it's, you got about 10, 10 vision in that left eye. But anyway, yeah, so not. Nah, a couple of people push them out the way, and then if they want to get out and fight, we got a size advantage. Come on. And listen, bro, if you, you run into somebody, you push somebody out of the way with them cars at 180 miles per hour, you ain't getting out fighting. Trust me. We're going to be picking <laughs> you up. We'll be picking you up in off of one of those stretchers. Probably not even a stretcher. We'll be putting you in a bag. So you, you, you stay on the radio. This is what you do. You stay on the radio. You do your podcast. I've been about 155 in a car. Man, they ain't talking about when your mama was driving that station wagon trying to get y'all to church that day. Come on, man. (laughs) You're talking about real car racing. But anyway, hey, now look, Kelvin. So, again, we're talking about, you know, um, Bubba Wallace, you know, breaking down the barriers, you know, getting into NASCAR racing. and, And it's on the eve of the, the Black Panther movie. And then I'm sitting at home one day and I'm watching TV and all of a sudden Fox News comes on. Oh. And Laura Ingram comes out with Shut Up and Drew. Come on, Laura, are you serious? Well, you I'm can't tell you something. I, did you see the, um, the, 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 the discussion group that TNT put together during the um, 
pregame with uh, Angela Rye. Ooh, she can get it. And um, Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade, um, Angela Jarrett. I mean, they they addressed those issues, and I like the way LeBron responded uh, when he was asked about it. I mean, and then it's the funny part about it. He says, well, I don't even know who the lady is, you know. Because, well, you know, I don't know. If, I don't know if a lot of people knew who she was. I didn't know who she was, and I watched well, the news all the time. She has a pretty, she has a pretty decent fan base because of of the Fox, you know, on Fox News. But let me tell you something: her argument didn't have merit because Hannity, the guy that's the main anchor on their on their network, dropped out of college. So he and LeBron James have the same level of education. He just don't have as much money. Right. And the thing that I really like is that LeBron didn't stoop down to her level, but he responded the way you're supposed to respond. And, you know, that's the thing I think, you know, uh, LeBron, Chris Paul, uh, D-Wade, they've done a great job. Uh, Carmelo, they've all done a great job of reaching out and reaching back to the community. I mean, this guy's paying for 40-some-odd kids to go to school, and he interacts with all of them. What he did is he paid $41 million for kids to go to school, so it's way more than 40 kids. $41 million to put kids through school. And again, Kevin, the one thing about LeBron, to to me, and I'm impressed with him. I'm I'm more impressed with him now with with his off-the-field actions, you know, his social media, how involved he is, you know, how he talks about his kids, his wife, his family, as opposed to, you know, being impressed with him on the basketball court. Again, he's arguably the the greatest athlete in the world. And at this particular time, probably one of the smartest basketball players alone. He's a total package on the basketball court. But I'm a Michael Jordan guy. So I'm I'm, I'm always... Yeah, so so he's always going to be a step behind Jordan, you know. But you have to respect and love how he handles himself. The one thing that he said on that on that commercial was he wanted to be different from his father. He wanted to yeah. show his dad that you can be young and have kids and make them a priority in your life. And that was that was very impressive to me, because, again, you know, you're talking about a kid who left straight from high school to the pros, but he's grounded. He's articulate. And he, he, he you know, even though he didn't go to college, he's educated to these streets and he's educated to, to his profession. Well, so, I'm going to go back to one of our former teammates, uh, one of his sayings, uh, Rohan Marley. I remember when Rohan... This was, uh, we were gone. You might have been there when he let his hair grow and he went back to his roster when he was. And I think it was Sepp or Ryan was telling me that Coach Harrison said, hey, come on, Ron, you can't, uh, <laughs> can't let your hair grow. You can't be uh, messing around with that ganja. He said, hey, man, I mean, I mean, it's part of my religion. And then they were like, well, hey, you know, you get kicked out of school. Ron said, hey, what's the purpose of going to, going to college? To get an education so you can get a good job to make some money. I already got the money. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't need to be here. I'm yeah. going to play ball, and that's what he was like. He was Dude, I got a story about Rohan, but I'll tell y'all that story when we get back. We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, I'm going to tell you my story about Rohan Marley.
Bob Marley's son. So we'll take a break. For a few minutes, you'll be right back to get down with Hurley Brown. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Family, we are back, and we were just talking about our main man, Rohan Marley. So this is what happened with me. This This is my Rohan Marley story. Rohan Marley is playing for the Ottawa Rough Riders while I'm playing for the San Antonio Texans. Okay, so oh, Rohan ends up. Story. Yeah, Rohan ends up being a pretty good football player. He remember Kelvin. Rohan left college early yep. with the anticipation that he was going to go to the National Football League, and he ended up. He didn't quite make it to the National Football League, but he got a chance to play with the Canadian football teams. And that was professional football. It wasn't professional football in the States, but it was professional football. So Rohan would always tell me, because we used to always tease Rohan, man, why are you doing this? Why are you getting up at 530? Family has all this money. I mean, your dad is a legend. Come on, man. He was like, look, that I, that's easy. I can do that. I can stop right now and fall back on that and be fine. But I want to establish my own name, my own legacy. I have to create me before I fall back on my dad's money. So his whole thing was, I've got to play professional football. I set it out. I made it a goal. I have to achieve that goal. And that's what he did. He went and played Canadian football. Now, while he's up in Canada, yeah, and he was pretty doggone good. So while he's up in Canada, something happened to where him and his linebacker coach got into a, a debate. 
And you know how hard-headed Rohan was back in the day. Rohan looked at his coach and told him, look, man, I bought his team and I'll fire you behind. <laughs> like, wow. Dude, who can wait, say wait, that? Wait, Remember after the game, remember we had seen him on the field. We said, hey, man, meet us yeah. outside. And he comes up the hill and he like that dude on the on the, um, the, the cell phone commercials with a whole community following him down the oh. hill to see us. Yeah, well, remember they had to they had to hide them, and this is stuff, man. You, you can't make this stuff up. They literally had to hide him in the the laundry hamper to get him to our bus. Yeah, he, he couldn't just walk out of the locker room and walk to the bus like a normal person because there were so many people that wanted his autograph, and wanted to be around, take pictures and stuff. And and again, Rohan, man, we love you. You continue doing what you're doing. You got the Marley coffee. You got the Marley beverage products out there. You're doing a great job. I'm sure Bob is somewhat smiling, knowing that he left his legacy and you are continuing his legacy. I got a chance to listen to the whales this past weekend at the, um, the, the seafood fest right here in Brevard County. And but let me tell you something, man. I had a ball. I had a great time listening to the Whalers. I actually texted him and asked him, the, the Bob Marley and the Whalers, the Whalers are still a group. You know, come yeah, on. Come right. talking about, did you say seafood fest? Yeah, seafood, man. I'm right here on the, the doggone ocean. Yeah, we, we eat seafood. Man, I'm jealous. We like Fort Myers. Well, I'll tell you what, there's another seafood fest coming up next weekend. At the Grant Seafood Festival, you can definitely come up to that. My wife is going to be a vendor, so we're going to have Island Girl Natural Beauty products out there, and she's got her new hair product, Monet. We're going to be out there well, at the no, Seafood Fest in Grant. I ain't got Grant. no hair on that one, but what kind of food she got? Man, we, it ain't her food, man. It's seafood. It's seafood. Hey, Rod, do you, are you are you listening to this guy? Boy, I tell you. But anyway, hey, look, let's get on with, with the show. And we talked about Fergie. And again, Fergie, hey, we love you. Hey, don't don't get down. Please don't. With what, with, with what you have contributed to hip hop and you know, music, the music industry, hey, we love you. So don't let nobody get you in again. Fergie did a great job when she did the national anthem down there with the Miami Dolphins. I don't know why it changed, why she chose to change it that way, but it is what it is. But please, don't let nobody get you down. You are a beautiful person. You have a beautiful voice. You continue to do what you do, boo-boo. And we're going to continue to buy your stuff and support you. Forget all these crazy people worried about who sung the National Anthem. Because I'm going to tell you, until Whitney Houston comes back and sings the National Anthem, I will never see it the same. I will. No, she well, had I tell you the what, greatest Josh, rendition of the National Josh Anthem. I had, had to console her, I'm sure, this, this weekend because, man, Man, she all right. She good to go, man. Don't worry about that. She going all she she laughing all the way to the bank. But anyway, hey. So yeah, yeah. The 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 NBA All Star game was different. LeBron, dude, well, what you did, and dude, the NBA right now is in a good place. You don't hear about all the crazy stuff out there going on. Man, we got some really good dudes playing national bas in the National Basketball Association. I'm talking about good quality dudes, not just great basketball players. But you sit, you listen to Kyrie Irving. Dude, it's sharp news. They got yes. great leadership, and they got great synergy between the Players Association and the uh, league office. Adam Silver yes. and the lady, they have a great relationship. And Adam Silver is just an open-minded thinking commissioner. Yeah. And, and, and that's... 
for those guys, I'm, I'm telling you, man. And but again, it all starts with the players. It all starts with the players. You know, they got great leadership, but they're in, in the front offices. But they also have great leadership in these players. Dwayne Wade, um, LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, and even out there with um, with San Antonio. Dude, if, look look at the, the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry, you know Kevin KD. You know, even my boy Russell Westbrook, man, they have some great leaders. These guys are teaching these young men how to be professionals. And I tell you what, Kevin, I tell you what I think has a lot to do with this is when the NBA stepped in and they said that you're going to have to wear suits to every game. Yeah. A lot of people don't give a lot of credit to that, but when you – Man, when you, when, you, when you have to, when you when you dress up like that and you feel important, you take a sense of pride about yourself, your appearance. Well, I want to say you like. D-Wade and Wessel Westbrook are... Uh, they, yeah, they look different. They, yeah, that, I don't know what they wearing. They, yeah, that stuff looked like they were wearing. That, they, they, they was in Cooley High back in the days. Come on, man. Y'all can... It's one thing to put on a suit and look nice, but to look like that and all them... Yeah, anyway, but that, that, it is what it is. But, again, I'm impressed with, with, with the NBA, how they handle things, how the young men are carrying themselves, and knock on wood, because probably the, tomorrow or next day we'll hear something. It was a but great anyway. weekend, and next, next year it's in Charlotte. Yeah. So, Kelly, real quick before we have to get out of it, we ain't got but a few minutes left in the show. Coach Kuligowski, Coach Cool from the University of Miami, is leaving the defensive line coach, Coach Kuligowski, is leaving the University of Miami, going to the University of Alabama. We're only going to spend a couple of minutes on this because we got some other things we got to get done. But, Kelvin, what are your thoughts on him leaving? Well, ironically, Coach, coach Saban was his college coach, and they doubled his pay. Nothing <laughs> we can do about that. But, like I said to you off air, I'm hoping that this opens the door for Kevin Patrick to come on home or, like you said, even to Kenny Holmes. Yeah, and I think you got to get both. Of those, you got to get both of those guys a shot. Everybody keeps hollering out Greg Mark. Greg Mark ain't coming back to college football. You can forget that. Greg Mark owns him and his wife. Makes, both. Yeah. Greg Mark makes too much money with that daycare, and he his girls. It's, are, it's actually uh, a Montessori school. So yeah, yeah. But and anyway, girls, so. And he spends all his time with his family. Man, he's got a beautiful yeah. family. His girls are still young. And his oldest daughter, she's starting to become a teenager now. And he gets to spend all of that quality time with his family. So y'all stop tweeting about Greg Mark coming back to the University of Miami. It ain't going to happen. I will, stop doing I will say this, though. I will say this, though, Hurley. He did an incredible job when he was there. Oh, Greg Greg is a great defensive line coach. Greg's a great coach. What? Greg is a great person. I've I, I got to be honest with you. I would kind of want to see KP get the job because I think the one thing missing right now from our program is our era. It's our flavor. Influence. Yeah, our flavor. I, and again, hey, KP, uh, hey, my vote is going to Kenny Holmes. At least give him a shot, bring him in. Kenny just interviewed with San Francisco 49ers a couple of weeks ago. He's coaching right now at Florida International University. Kenny was able to, to sign two four-star defensive linemen at Florida International University. So could you imagine what he could do at the University of Miami? 
I'm going to say this. We can't go wrong with either one of those guys. With either one of them. You're right. You're right. Both of them are are great players. Played in the National Football League. Kenny Hall was a first-round draft choice. Played for the Houston Texans and the Tennessee Titans. But anyway, hey, family, that's our time. We got to get out of here. The last thing I wanted to do, Kevin, was make sure that we acknowledge all the names of the victims of the Douglas tragedy, the Stoneman, Stoneman Douglas tragedy down there, the, the shooting. And we're going to try to get through these real quick. Alyssa, Alyssa a house of death, 14 years old. Scott Beagle, 35 years old. Again, Scott was the, the teacher that opened up the classroom so those kids could, could go in and hide. Martin Duquay, 14 years old. Nicholas Dwarette, 17 years old. James Gutenberg, 14 years old. Luke Hoyer, 15 years old. Gara Lugrand, 14 years old. Gina Montalto, 14 years old. Joaquin Oliver, 17 years old. Meadow Pollock, 18 years old. Helena Ramsey, 17 years old. Alex Schachter, 14 years old. Carmen Centrup, 16 years old. Peter Wayne, 15 years old. I forgot to tell you about Peter. Peter made sure he held the door open so that the students could evacuate the building more quickly. And that's how he got shot. He's standing there, Kevin, holding the door so kids can get out of the building. But that's how he got shot. But people, please continue to pray for these families. And family, let's let's pay attention to what's going on out there. Again, I'm not a politician. You know, I do vote. But it's going to take all of us to change our world the way that it sits today. So each one, teach one. And that's our show for today. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Same get down time. Same get down channel. Signing off. Hurley Brown. Get down with Hurley Brown and my main man, Kelvin Harris. Say goodbye, Kel. Peace. Deuces. See you next week. Thanks for tuning into the Get Down with Hurley Brown. The coach wants you to join us again next week, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll have another great show ready to roll next week.